Hi, friend. Welcome to Holly's Highlights, a podcast designed to encourage, inspire, and equip you to intentionally live your life full of purpose. I'm your host, Holly Kirby, motivational speaker, leadership cultivator, marketing strategist, and personal cheerleader. Let's check out today's highlight. In a world of job changes, limited staffing, and the ongoing demands of time management, leaders of all levels are facing the challenges of change. Hiring a leadership coach has been proven an effective strategy at improving performance. It can help your leaders tackle workplace challenges, improve team culture, and even help their leaders continue to grow and fine-tune their leadership styles. I currently have a few openings to coach you or your leadership team, whether it be scheduling two 30-minute sessions a month or one one one-hour session. We'll work together to overcome challenges of providing difficult feedback, growing in self-awareness as a leader, and implement successful tactics that becoming a leader others want to follow. Connect with me online at hollykirby.com or email me at contact at hollykirby.com. That's H-O-L-L-Y-C-U-R-B-Y. In the words of physician and anthropologist and former president of the World Bank, Jim Yong Kim, one of the most important things about leadership is that you have to have the kind of humility that will allow you to be coached. As the world has grieved the loss of Queen Elizabeth II, I'm sure you too have reflected on your own thoughts of Her Majesty. I have always been enamored with the royal family, from Princess Diana and her elegance and edge, to the intriguing upbringing of Prince William and Harry, to, of course, the additions of Princess Kate and Meghan. And I became addicted during quarantine to the show The Crown. If you haven't seen it, it's a very good show. But as a leader, as a woman, I am fascinated by Queen Elizabeth II and her poise and demeanor and even sacrifices made as a leader of her country and of her royal position. As we try to comprehend one person reigning for 70 years, it brings to mind seven examples that Elizabeth II leaves for us regarding leadership. I guess you could say one for each decade of her reign. Number one, she had vision. From a young girl on her 21st birthday, while still a princess, mind you, she addressed the nation through radio and shared her vision with the world when she said, I declare before you all that my whole life, whether it be long or short, shall be devoted to your service and service of our great imperial family to which we all belong. Now, little did she know that only years later, she would actually step into the role as queen, But what is your personal vision? And are you living it out before you reach your next goal or your next future position? My brother once shared with me some advice of, you are always interviewing for your next job, whether it be a promotion within your company or preparation for another. So having a personal vision provides that clarity and even helps you set boundaries for living out your values, pressing into your strengths, and striving to accomplish your goals. Number two. She led by example. During World War II, she chose to train alongside other British women so that she could become an expert mechanic and a driver. Now, it's something she didn't have to do. Keep that in mind. And when most retire at age 65 or so and enjoy the fruits of their labor, well, Queen Elizabeth II worked 40 hours a week well into her 90s, with on the very last act being, just days before her passing, appointing the new UK Prime Minister, So Queen Elizabeth seems to have lived out such exemplary leadership and keeping to her obligations and commitments even up to the end. There's something to be said for following through, for keeping one's promises and setting and leaving a legacy through one's example. 
look at your own life. Are you leading by example? Whether that be to your spouse, your children, your grandchildren, or even future generations to come. Maybe it's to your coworkers, your neighbors, your friends. Do you live by a motto of do what I say, not what I do, or a mindset that I will never ask you to do something that I'm not willing to do myself? As the queen best put it, our modern world places such heavy demands on our time and attention that the need to remember our responsibilities to others is greater than ever. Number three, she cared for others. As her motto went, respect and be respected. Now, reports from those who have worked close with the royal family have shared how the queen treated them with care of that respect that she quoted. She'd show appreciation by inviting them to attend a party or a ball. She'd treat them to experiences such as first-class travel and fine cuisines, the best restaurants ever. She'd even hand present a Christmas gift to each one of them each year. According to an article by Grace Turney in August 2022, she even danced with a butler once. And when onboarding new staff, she would learn something about them to stir casual conversation and basically just hopes of making them feel welcomed and make them feel at home. So how can you get to know your team? Not be so operationally focused that you haven't a clue what's going on in their personal lives, but how can you really get to know them? Take them to lunch, go sit in their office, invite their family over for a meal. I've had the pleasure of working with a team before that we were so a part of each other's lives that we knew what was going on each week at home. We still keep up over 20 years later attending weddings and funerals and get-togethers for dinners. People know when you're showing care because you have to versus genuine care because you want to and you value them as a person. Number four, she mentored others. During World War II, Elizabeth was only 14 years old when she gave a speech by radio encouraging the younger generation. She said that, in the end, all will be well, for God will care for us and give us victory and peace. It is even said that Queen Elizabeth II poured into Princess Kate's development as she joined the royal family. So who can you be intentional in investing in today? Number five, she embraced change. In 1953, when she became queen, she decided to change the way they broadcasted the coronation ceremony. It went from radio to television. She went on to embrace change as a result from learning from failures after she took the traditional approach of grieving privately for Princess Diana's death, and it came across, as editor Dan Milmo put it, a lack of caring. So it was then that she took that and and changed that to see how her people needed to know how she was responding emotionally. Well, it was taking that and involving the people there with her family that in 1997, it resulted the launch of the first royal website. Now, not too long after that would be the continued embracing of change, specifically in technology, with the royal family's Twitter account and then an Instagram account and now even having a YouTube channel. And thanks to COVID, the queen is reported to even having embraced the change of joining the rest of us in using Zoom to conduct many of her meetings. And yet even amongst all the change, she would still show value to the past as she shared, as I look to the future, I have no doubt at all that the one certainty is change. But I do not think that we should be over anxious. We can make sense of the future if we understand the lessons of the past embracing that change while showing value for the past. Change is hard. So what changes are you facing in life right now, big or small? And how will you approach them? How will you press into them? 
And how will you persevere even as a result of them? As the queen put it, it's worth remembering that it is often the small steps, not the giant leaps, that bring about the most lasting change. Number six, she had tact. The New Yorker shares of an encounter between conservator cabinet minister Alan Clark and, of course, Queen Elizabeth, to where Mr. Clark wondered, is she really rather dull and stupid? Or is she thinking, how do people as dull and stupid as this ever get to be ministers? (laughs) Well, I feel I can relate with this one as I've been in meetings before where I feel underestimated, even undervalued. But in my head, I refrained from sharing what I felt or knew because I didn't want to hurt another or make them feel or look stupid by correcting their inaccurate information. I tried to walk away from the discussion having ensured they were walking away with their dignity. So how can you be mindful of showing tact in how you show up this week. My brother has shared with me a tip dealing with people or tough conversations. Let the wise person show up, not the foolish. And my dad would always tell us kids, we have two ears and one mouth for a reason. Listen more than you speak. The queen once shared, we may hold different points of view, but it is in times of stress and difficulty that we most need to remember that we have much more in common than there is dividing us. Now, a good way of applying this as a leader is to remember and remind those you lead that we're all on the same team. Number seven, lastly, she had hope. So many of us are burnt out, whether undervalued or underpaid, overworked, or just over it. Queen Elizabeth II saw her fair share of conflicts too that could have had her feel like enough was enough. The rumors of her husband's infidelity, the loss of her grandchildren's mother in a tragic accident, the public scrutiny of her children and their involvements and or relationships, the departing of her grandson from the royal obligations. And yet she pressed on as she shared, it is through this lens of history that we should view the conflicts of today and so give us hope for tomorrow. So my friend, what situation are you dealing with right now? Perhaps you're understaffed, turnover in leadership, a PR nightmare going on. How can you overcome the obstacles? How can you motivate? How can you encourage? How can you re-energize your team? How can you embrace hope? If I had but one description of Queen Elizabeth II, it would be that of a servant leader. Leadership is challenging, it's demanding, and it can be a thankless role. But as Queen Elizabeth II is well known for saying, when life seems hard, the courageous do not lie down and accept defeat. Instead, they are all the more determined to struggle for a better future. So, as in these final days, we pay respects to a woman who served well. May we learn from her the importance of having a vision, the significance of leading by example, the power of caring for others, the value of mentoring others, the urgency to embrace change, the influence of extending tact, and the worth of clinging to hope. Want to learn more? There are many related episodes to today's highlights that can help dive deeper into that individual lesson that we've mentioned above, such as tips to avoiding burnout, steps to goal setting, how to be a leader others follow, and so much more. So check out the show notes for more information and for those links. Here's to having a growth mindset. Here's to having a servant heart. Here's to leadership lessons. Learn from the late Queen Elizabeth II. Thank you for joining me on this journey of life. I hope that today's highlight has been encouraging, inspiring, 
and equipping so you can go out and live your life full of purpose. I'd be honored if you'd take a moment to leave a review or better yet, subscribe. We can also stay in touch by joining my email list at hollycurby.com. That's H-O-L-L-Y-C-U-R-B-Y.com. Until next time, make it a great day for a great day.